Well, uh, good morning, Conduit, both here in the room and those of you who are uh, watching online. Uh, we welcome you here this morning. Um, obviously, I have some friends up here with us. You, I think most of you all uh, know who it is. We have Jake, Sally, and Jessica. And um, they are members of the leadership team here at Conduit. And uh, the leadership team is the uh, overall like a, a accountable body of leaders here at Conduit. They, um, they, are, they help to keep the pastors and the staff accountable, um, both to the biblical standards of leadership, but also to have the cultural values, uh, um, mission, mission and vision of Conduit here. They help to um, help with discernment and prayer and um, direction on really all things administrative, financial, buildings and grounds, spiritual, the, the, the uh, strategic direction. Um, and we meet usually a couple times a month. And, um, and what has happened is that, I don't know if you know this or not, but we all, haven't always had a, a leadership team here at Conduit. And this is, we're just going into our fourth year of having a leadership team. And when we, when we set up that, that body to help with uh, accountability and leadership, um, we wrote in the bylaws a three-year term for everyone that comes on. And these three people up here are the, um, I will say, the, the first survivors <laughs> of the three-year term. Uh, meaning that they were original original members of the leadership team, and they have been on for three years, and now are getting ready to come off the leadership team at the end of this month in just a few days. And we have some new members coming on that we'll introduce you to here um, in a few minutes. Uh, but these three people have um, have been they have been in it um, up to their eyeballs. Uh, they have been in it, and they have been through it in what is, um, God willing, <laughs> the most difficult season that Conduit as a church and we as, as a body have ever had to walk through and experience, and they were here for it all. Um, so every, every last Sunday of the calendar year, for as many years as I can remember and as many years as I have been here, um, we have done what we call Stories of Conduit, which is just to get um, three or four people up on stage and to have a conversation with them about what God has done in their lives, what the last year has been like for them, um, and about just to hear a part of their testimony. And, um, and this year, I thought since these, uh, since these three people are coming off the leadership team, and since it's been such a um, interesting journey on on that on that team, I would we would we would bring them up here and hear about what God has been doing in their lives and what God has been doing in the church and um, hear just where God has had them and let that be an encouragement to us um, and a challenge to us and an opportunity for us to um, uh, to just hear hear from their hearts and. And hear from the Lord. They're all very nervous, I think. Um, so I will, I will tell you that picturing everyone in their underwear 
does not work. <laughs> um, so uh, um, if you are doing that, that's probably why you're so nervous. Um, but um, I, you know, we've talked a little bit about what we're going to talk about this morning, and I, I do want to give an opportunity to just share with you all um, uh, just a really brief understanding of how we approach or how we seek to approach leadership here at Conduit and how we um, kind of the, the biblical and cultural value and values that we uphold um, for, for leaders here. Um, and understand that when you, when you talk about the culture of leadership or you talk about the culture of a church um, or the, the, the kind of like feeling of the leadership structure, um, you're talking about something that's evolving, that's changing, that God is consistently um, perfecting and working out in us as, we're, as we seek to be faithful to him and, and we listen to him and, and understand his desire for us as a church. But one thing has never changed um, about what we desire to have as a strong cultural, uh, a strong cultural component of our leadership values here, um, and that is um, leadership through humility and service. That is probably our um, our like number one core principle for leadership here at Conduit is leadership through humility and leadership through service. And we take that, we take that from the example of Jesus and what he, he literally told his disciples um, they should do if they were to go out and lead and serve others. In, uh, in John chapter 13, right before Jesus was to be betrayed, um, by Judas and denied by Peter and have all of his disciples kind of scatter right before, right as he was arrested. Um, at the Passover feast, um, the writer uh, in the Gospel of John says this, John chapter 13. It was just before the Passover feast, Jesus knew that the time had come for him to leave this world and to go to the Father. And having loved his own who were there, who were in the world, he now showed them the full extent of his love. It's an important point is that whatever is going to happen next is Jesus demonstrating the full extent of his love. Okay? The evening meal was being served and the devil had already prompted Judas Iscari Iscariot, son of Simon, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So Jesus openly had the confidence and the understanding that the Father had given him all authority, that, he, that the Father had put all things under the feet of Jesus, that there was no leader that was endowed with more authority or more power or more control than Jesus. And so what does a person do when they are handed and when they are given power and authority and when they know that that power and authority sits with them. So, it says, because he knew and in the midst of his knowing, 
he got up from the meal, he removed his outer clothing and wrapped a towel around his waist. And after that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel wrapped around him. And so in the midst of the gospel writer saying that, that Jesus had all of the authority from the Father, that everything was placed underneath his feet, that Jesus' response to that authority was to get up from the meal, to take off his outer cloak, which would be like to strip down to his underwear, essentially, and to use his clothing as rags or towels to wash the feet of his disciples, to wash the feet of the people that he was leading, including the people that he already knew would betray him. That there was, there was not a qualification of loyalty or even character for Jesus to serve and lead through humility these men. Um, uh, he goes on to have a little argument with Simon Peter, of course. Uh, and down in verse 12, when he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. So as Jesus was sending out these, these disciples, these, these men into the, essentially, into the field to plant churches after he was gone, he gave them the example of what leadership was. Humility and service. To take the authority that was given to them and to lay aside a, an attitude of rising above in an authoritative or an authoritarian manner and instead lowering himself to serve in the most humble ways as an example for other leaders to go out and do the same. That is the culture, the leadership ideals and principles that we're seeking to develop here at Conduit, that we want our leaders to have, that we want our, our, our people to have, and just like everything else in life, sometimes we get it right and sometimes we get it wrong. But we are always, um, we are always keeping at the forefront of what God has, is calling us to do, to be faithful to him, um, to serve the church with humility and, um, and gentleness and uh, to make decisions that honor God um, and love his people. Um, so I, I think it's always important to remind you of, 
of, of that, that, that that is what we seek to do, um, that, that that's how I seek to lead, and just like everything else, sometimes I get it wrong, and sometimes I get it right, um, but, but that, is our, that is our goal. Now, these three people up here have, um, have I can say, faithfully, after walking with them and watching them and leading alongside of them and pastoring them and being their friends as well and co-laborers in the gospel, um, that they have served well. That they have, that they have served well. It's okay to clap. Yeah, if you want to clap, it is okay. They are worth, they are worth, they are worth clapping for. Um, and so there, I want, I want you to hear from them this morning. We're going to ask some questions and try to have, um, just a little bit of, of conversation here. Um, so I guess I'll just start out with the question. Maybe Jake, I'll, I'll start with you. Um, uh, when you... You sure you don't want to do ladies first? Uh, I'm sure, yeah. I think that they would appreciate it if I went and started with you. <laughs> um, but three, three years ago or so, when we were asking people, starting to bring people on the leadership team, like... What, what ran through your mind when you, when you were asked to be on the leadership team of the church that you were attending? Yeah, so it's um, a good question. When, I, yeah, so unlike, um, so now for board members and stuff like that, you know, you guys can fill out applications and stuff like that. But for me, it was uh, kind of like all of a sudden, you know, Corey and Cameron walked over to me one day and said, hey, we want you on the board. And I was really caught off guard. I didn't even know there was such a thing, and, which there wasn't at that point. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I think the first thing that I felt uh, was probably just like um, unworthy. You know, I, I think I even asked them the question like, well, why, why do you want me on the board? You know, that didn't make a whole lot of sense. I, I was, you know, my picture of a... Uh, spiritually, you know, righteous Christian was maybe like a John Staley, which was also on the board, but, yeah. you know, like, I, I just was, it was a little caught off guard, you know, um, and so I definitely felt unrighteous, uh, unworthy to be in that position, mm-hmm. you know, to start, um, uh, but I would say I think that, you know, I have grown through those years because uh, I've learned that, um, you know, I had this vision of what a uh, Christian was supposed to be, you know, like a level of righteousness. And um, I've learned that, you know, like God has already finished that on the cross and my focus was in the wrong direction, you know, on the wrong point. Mm-hmm. It was focused on my, uh, me personally, rather than on what he had done. And so it's been a lot of, it's been a lot of growing throughout those years. Um, but uh, yeah, definitely well, to start, I was like, you know, it took a lot of prayer. I felt unworthy, but I definitely felt that God said, you know, like, Hey, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have spoke to these men if they hadn't, uh, you know, if I didn't want you on the board. So, mm-hmm. what about either of you, ladies, like what your your initial impression that those moments. I'm not sure if my mic works. Yeah, yeah you're on. Yeah. Um, I felt kind of the same way as Jake. Um, I was doubtful, not about wanting to be on the team, but more um, inadequate for the job. Maybe um, not thinking I had the ability to be in a leadership position. So I was doubtful. 
um, but I wouldn't change it as much as we've been through. Mm -hmm. Learned a lot. Mm -hmm. I felt the same way, but I guess I could also add in a little bit confused <laughs> on what I was signing up for. Mm -hmm. um, I had been sitting on a leadership team at Conduit North when we were in first, at First Baptist um, on meeting on Saturday nights, and Cameron um, was leading a group of a team there of leaders, and we were meeting regularly, um, and it was really about leadership development, and I kind of thought that maybe that's what I was getting myself into, and I was, right? There was a lot of, uh, a lot of development of my leadership <laughs> skills over the past three years, but yeah, also just to... Like once I had a clear understanding, it was really just like, are you sure? Like, are you sure I'm the right person for this? Sort of like they said, but. Mm -hmm. So I guess following up on that, what would like, based on your, the difference of what you thought you were getting into to what you actually got yourself into, what would you, um, what would you want, I guess the, what would you want the body of conduit to know about, kind of like, Maybe if you like, you could give them a glimpse into what it means for you, at least, to lead at Conduit or to have to be on the leadership team. Like, what are those experiences like, or what is it like to like sit in a leadership team meeting and run through an agenda, or just like what is it like to be in a position of leadership in a church in in general. It doesn't, you, any of you can go. Um, so, you know, I, I guess when we first, like she was saying, that did catch me off guard. I really didn't know what it would, what it would be. Honestly, I thought maybe it would be even uh, slightly boring to be on the, the board and everything. But then it has been nothing, has not been that, I'll tell you what. It's not been boring. Um, I've had plenty of excitement. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. We meet. Well, it's supposed to meet once a month. Yeah, it's supposed but, to. But um, mm -hmm. that generally doesn't happen that way just because there's always other events. You know, you need meeting once a month for general business of a church. And then uh, if there's extra business to attend to, then, you know, we have extra meetings and stuff like that. And then also um, we spend a lot of time on trying to come up with the vision for Conduit, you know, what we had the Vision 2025 series, and now we're in the process of re-looking at that and saying, like, okay, is it 2025 or is it just Vision Conduit, you know, and what, what, are, we, what are we here for? What are we all trying to do? And uh, put that in on even paper so that we can all, you know, be in the, uh, alignment. Um, so that take, took a lot of time as well. I'll let you guys continue on. Yeah, like you said, I've never felt like it was boring. We also have a really good team culture. Um, we, have, we have a lot of fun together, but at the same time, it's super apparent in that room that everybody is doing their absolute best to glorify God in all of our, all of our decisions. Like, it's a priority. I, we actually have, um, we'll hear a little bit later about one of our new board members. We were talking about brand and stuff, you know stuff that we talk about there and somebody said like you can't brand the holy spirit you know and it's mm -hmm. just always like this pointing back to um doing everything that we can to glorify god but at the same time like it's fun mm -hmm. like i love sitting around the table with them mm -hmm. yeah i was gonna say there's there's nothing like um sitting in that room with like-minded people who are trying to uh further the kingdom of god it has been a great experience mm -hmm. and um 
I have learned so much and I'm very grateful. You know, I, I know that um, there's often this, there's, there's often a, maybe a, a little bit of a little bit of mystery surrounding what happens in that room or the board room or the board decisions or leadership decisions, right? So when, like, can, can you give everyone like a, just a little bit of insight into um, maybe like, I'm sure that there has to be like a quota of decisions that you make where you take the, the decision that is gonna make the most people angry, right? And you make that decision, right? Like, like you sit around the room, you sit around the table, and you're gonna like, what is gonna, what is gonna be the thing that is the most wrong and the thing that people dislike the most? Let's do that thing. Is that how, like, is that how decisions are usually made? Or like, how, how do you usually go about making decisions that you know are not necessarily gonna be super popular or that they're gonna be, you know, like a misunderstanding? I'd say on that one, uh, I think it's important to point out too that the board is not like, it's not like a closed group. I know we all have like, um, people in the church that we rely on for prayer and stuff and, and advice and stuff like that. And so I think that's an important part of it is getting the wisdom of the crowd that we try to exercise. Um, and it's important to continue to exercise that as the new members come on and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, a lot of it comes down to, it's a lot of prayer. I mean, we've had a lot of big decisions where it's taken, you know, we just said, well, we can't answer this today. You know, we're going to have to come back and we've got to pray on it. We do a lot via email, stuff like that. And it's very transparent, too. There's never a time when someone can't come up to, you know, one of the leadership team and ask questions. Um, and there are times when there are some things that maybe we can't divulge, whatever, but very open to questions or mm -hmm. answering, you know, mm -hmm. questions you have. But to answer your question, never a single time. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually probably, um, I know that, I, like speaking for myself, and I know that this is true for many of our board members, like that when we make a decision, like there's a burden. Um, one of the things that we talked about in preparation for today is like what was the hardest decision or situation we've been in, and maybe I'm jumping ahead, but um, it, our decisions, like when we're, we're thinking about, like I said, what's going to glorify God the most or be the best for, be the, best for the church, like they've all seemed fairly fairly clear to us because of, I think, that prayer and just the discernment, but the consequence of the decisions that we make and, like, the the heartbreak and hurt and, the, like you said, the anger that we, you know, knowing that people in the body might feel, like, the weight and consequence of our decisions, I think probably is, is one of the hardest parts of, about that experience, yeah. Yeah, I think there, there is sometimes this misconception about leadership that um, that a consensus on a given topic can be found that everyone agrees about or that or that a decision is only a good decision or the right decision if 100% of the people who it, whom it affects are like thumbs up about it well, the reality is, is that sometimes 
a lot of times, um, as leaders were called to handle and um, we are tasked with making decisions about issues, that there, that there is really no good answer or solution to. And so we take the, we take the issue into prayer and we earnestly ask the Lord to give us wisdom and discernment and then we make a decision. Um, and then we, we stand on the confidence that, that since the Holy Spirit is in us, like if we are remaining in connection with God and close with God and seeking to like always make the decision that glorifies God most completely, that whether or not there are people who disagree with the decision or not, that we have done all that we can. And I can tell you, um, you know, I've, I've never sat around a table or had a conversation with any group of leaders here at Conduit who are like, you know, I think we should make a decision that really just ticks people off. Or I think we should make the worst decision. They're always seeking, based on the information that they have and their own, like, hearing from God to say, okay, I think this is the best decision that we can make given the vast array of information and circumstances that we, that we know about and that we have, and we're going to go with it, and we're going to be united in that decision as, um, as, as a group. Oh, um, well, like, so three years, three years is a long time, um, and in some ways, I think it's felt like a really long time. And in some years, or sometimes, I, I feel like it's been um, such a whirlwind of activity that it's been like ridiculously short amount of time. So when you look back three years to maybe the person that you were then, and then you look at the person that you were today, or that you are today, what would you say sticks out to you as like the the main ways that you've grown, either as a follower of Jesus, like in your relationship with Jesus, and or as a as a leader, like what's changed about your understanding of leadership, or what has changed in your relationship with Jesus in the past three years? I feel like to answer the question about um, my relationship with Jesus. I feel like there's been a hundred times where like we as a team have made a decision and I've been uneasy about it. Like I said, I've, I felt that burden, but like God's faithfulness, um, I actually not midsummer last, um, last year I was praying and I had, uh, I had like a vision of a path being cleared and over and over again, I keep going back to that as a sign as like as we've grown over the past year a lot um, that like God's faithfulness in all of all of the hard stuff has really just been a path clearing for the health and health and wellness of our body here. And even just in my in my relationship with Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the same. I, I just God's faithfulness um, has helped my faith grow looking back. Um, through my personal life, 
you know, the times he's, he always comes through. And the same here with all the challenges we've had at Conduit. When you look back, he has been there and, you know, just been faithful. And as far as leadership, um, I learned a lot in the last three years about servant leadership. Uh, I think I always looked at that as maybe not a positive thing, but it's something I can apply to our business as well. Um, not just a boss, you have that servant leadership. You know, when you come alongside somebody, guide them, teach them, and um, you serve your team by leading them. So mm -hmm. I, I learned a lot when mm -hmm. it comes to leadership. I'm going to, I would say for me, um, it goes back to what I said earlier in that, you know, it's, it's been a growing experience for me in that I've had to learn that, uh, you know, you have this um, level of righteous man or woman in your mind that you're striving for. And I've had, I've had to learn the hard way and keep reminding myself that sometimes you get so caught up in that, what you're striving for, what you're trying to achieve, and that you, when your failure comes and you just start snowballing into like guilt because you are like trying to achieve this, that you forget, you've taken your eyes off of God and what he's done on the cross and how you're supposed to glorify him and thank him for that and not be so caught up in your own you know, everyday life, what you're trying to do, and that, you know, if you, you shift your focus from what you are trying to achieve, which is glorifying yourself, technically, and shift it to what you're glorifying God, you basically, then you, your life will model God, and then you're, mm -hmm. will eventually get to that point, but you just, it's a mind, folk, or mind, changing of your mind, and um, that's something I have to constantly remind myself on, you know, daily, weekly basis, um, I've coined the term striving not to strive. I, have to, I keep reminding myself like that. I got to strive not to strive because sometimes I get so caught up in that, like that, uh, what I'm trying to achieve that I really lose focus, that God's already done it. He's got the promises in the Bible for us. Mm -hmm. I just need to like lean on him and mm -hmm. take faith in that. And that's, uh, that's really where I, I trip up, but I've learned over these years is that's where a lot of, a lot of men and women trip up. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's where I've grown spiritually. Um, and and the, on the leadership side of thing, um, God's really helped me just like be, even through that realization to strive not to strive that he's already finished it. He's given me a lot of confidence in that, you know, like even uh, hosting our own open house, being part of groups and stuff. A lot of times, you know, uh, everyone, you want to get invited to an event or a group gathering sometimes. And sometimes it's just like, man, it would just be nice just to stay home. And, uh, but when you get there, you're always like, man, this is awesome. I'm so glad I came. That's the same thing when you commit to leadership. Um, sometimes, you know, you, God's like, I want you to do, lead in this role. And that's intimidating. There's so many reasons why it's like, yeah, it'd be easier if I just didn't, you know. But when you do it and you listen to God, it's so much, you know, there's so much joy in that, um, that you can actually, like, in, enjoy being a leader, enjoy stepping out in confidence and in faith that God's, like, working through you, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, um, you know, watching, watching the three of you lead um, in the last, last three years, knowing what we've experienced, and if we keep, we keep mentioning what we've experienced, and you may have no idea what we've experienced, and like, I, I don't know, I'm taking it for granted that you all have an understanding of how difficult this past three years have been, but we've had two fairly significant pastoral changes, um, had, some, had, some really tough, had some really tough transitions, and, um, and 
the there there were there are times there have been times where candidly I I was a little nervous not even a little nervous that sounds even trite I was scared I was afraid that what we were experiencing or what we were going to experience as a church um, was going to break us, was going to, um, was going to, basically, people were, were going to leave and, and that we, the church would have to close its doors and that selfishly, I would be left without a job and left holding this big pile of disappointment and feeling of failure and like incapability and um, and certainly God does show us in the day to day of our lives that he is faithful to sustain us right day to day daily bread you know you you do you know why you woke up this morning it wasn't because your alarm went off you realize that right oh i woke up cuz my alarm went off no no you woke up because the lord has sustained you through your sleep and opened your eyes right he is he is faithful in the day he is faithful in the moment but what god is also incredibly faithful in is he's faithful in the long term. Like when you think that a, a situation or a circumstance is going to break you or break your family or break your church or going to completely derail the rest of your life, right? As you trust in God today, the days add up right the moments add up to days the days add up to weeks the weeks to year to months and then years and then when you when you express faith and trust in God and his faithfulness to you in the days then he shows his faithfulness to you in the years and that is where i i feel like we are now is like well, God has showed us his faithfulness. Like, yeah, because there's no way to look back on the last three years and say that God has not been faithful. And it doesn't mean that God, it doesn't mean that the path has been smooth or that life is easy or that the next day will be easy. But what it does mean is now we are, we are like building a savings account of God's faithfulness that always like that we always can draw off of right that it never it never empties wouldn't you love to have an account a bank account that you can never take into the negative right no matter how much you withdraw out of it and that's like God's faithfulness and what God's faithfulness is like the last 3 years are just showing us that the that God's account of faithfulness to us can never be withdrawn into the negative you can never over-withdraw it. Like no situation, no circumstance, no, no, no break is ever so like cataclysmic as you think it's going to be. Um, 
So that having been said, like maybe to maybe to name some of the obvious things, or maybe the not so obvious things, in the past year or three years, the past three years, what have been some of the most difficult moments for you? Maybe not even having to do with leadership, maybe just personally. And what have been some of the most like joyful moments for you? <laughs> no one wants to answer these questions. Well, I'll go first this time. I don't think I'll be first. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I guess personally, um, I mean, there's probably several things in my life. Um, you know, probably going way back, one of the hardest things that decision I had to make was to break all ties with, with family and just, you know, um, just kind of go off on my own and break all ties and not have any contact with my family. You know, I came to that decision for, it's a long story, we'd be here for days, so another time. Um, but to come to that decision, I had to, um, I just, you know, a lot of prayer, and I, I just read the Bible front to back to try to, you know, validate what I, you know, what I was being, being told and things like that. Um, you know, and it's just, um, I don't know. It's, it's as far as that goes. I, like I said, I, I would go more in depth, but it is a long story, so I kind of lost my train of thought. <laughs> I'll pick it back up. Okay. Well, you two, some of the more difficult or joyful decisions you've had to make. Well, I touched on it a little bit ago. Um, I think just probably one of the difficult situations is having to having to be the messengers of news that that I know is going to break people's hearts, right? Like last summer when um, Pastor Corey left, um, our leadership team. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to cry. I convinced myself I wasn't going to cry, but um, we stood up here and just knowing, just knowing that we're that that news was going to break 200 people that I love dearly's hearts. I think that's probably that was that's the hardest part for me. Yeah, it, for me, the most difficult decisions were revolved around relationships with people that I had. Um, and a lot of different, and there's a, there was a lot of decisions that we encountered that have to, that directly affect, you know, people in your lives that you have a relationship with. And um, those are just really difficult. Um, but on the flip side, like the, some of the most joyous things that uh, I can remember or think of is, uh, does directly revolve around those relationships with people and the relationships and conduit. Um, and so that's, that's just what's, that's just the most difficult part is, um, you know, your, our decisions matter, and they do affect people's lives and stuff, and, and so that just it makes it very difficult. Um, but also, it can be a huge, tremendous joy um, being able to make a difference in people's lives in a, in a great way. Yeah, I think the joy, um, joyous moments, uh, just working with this leadership team, um, you know, has, has been great, and also just, um, just watching God work and just, it's tremendous joy to just see him come through and just work everything out to our good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that um, one of the things that brought me the most joy is serving alongside of 
the leadership team, not just at the table, but like coming together. There's been different projects or different things that we've done here at Conduit that we've had different members of the leadership team come alongside of us. Like Jake joined in on our Brave team and Sally helped co-lead our last Thanksgiving event. Like just the serving together, it's fun. It's fun to be at that table and learn together, but it's also just like when we, when we do the when we do the work, right? That that's been really fun too. Mm -hmm. Is that all you want? That's it. It's been difficult. It has been a difficult time. Um, I think, like like Jess said, well, like they the, like we all all said up here, probably the having to make decisions or deliver news that we you know, are, are really aware is gonna be, be difficult. I think that's probably the crux of every leader, and not just every leader, but really every person. No one, no one revels or loves to deliver bad news, you know, because you, you do wonder what's gonna happen next. What's gonna happen? I don't wanna hurt these people. Um, but there is also, um, again, a lot of, there's a lot of joy in seeing the faithfulness of God um, persevere and endure through those through those decisions, um, and uh, and I, I can attest to that from from my standpoint as a leader as as well as theirs. Well, okay, so you're you're coming off the leadership team now. Um, it doesn't mean you're done serving. It doesn't mean you're done being a leader because you are not a leader only if you're on the leadership team. Um, and, uh, and it doesn't mean you're not, you're not serving only if you're on the leadership team. Um, so you're, but you're coming off of that, you're coming off of that, that, that role um, and you've been mired and really in the middle and in the mix of kind of a lot of direction and vision and hope for conduit um, going forward if you if you had to say with with some with as much level with as many levels of specificity as you can give what your prayer or your hope or your vision for conduit would be, let's say for the next three years, um, what would you say, what, what would you say, what would you, if you could look into the future three years and say, this is my prayer, what, what would you say it would look like? So, um, trying to be as specific as possible because I'm, I can generally coin my whole thought into usually a couple sentences. So um, I would say, you know, for the leadership, you know, the board members coming on, but then also just, you know, the church body as a whole. Um, one of my prayers for the church body is the community um, side. You know, like I've, I've seen in my life that when I'm most um, encouraged, you know, uh, you know, like goes back to the scripture, iron sharpens iron, so does one man sharpen another man's faith. Um, and women, it's it's really like it's so true. It's got so much truth to it that uh, it really doesn't happen unless you're plugged into community. You build those relationships in the church. You build the relationships on the board. 
you build relationships with the people sitting behind you or in front of you. Um, that is so important. It's so important to be able to hold each other accountable. That accountability, um, it's just the encouragement. If you don't have that relationship, if you're not, you know, taking the effort to uh, get into a small group, you know, getting outside of your box and talking to people on Sunday, you know, that's, uh, it's difficult. I, I, it's really difficult for me. You know, it's a difficult for a lot of people, but that's my prayer and hope for the church is that we can um, continue to grow relationally with each other. Um, and it just, I think, will make us so much stronger as individuals and as a church um, if we have that stronger uh, relationship with each other. Um, so that's, that's, that's my number one uh, prayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I would say my hope, um, prayer for Conduit, is that we would see um, many new leaders rise up um, and, you know, not necessarily be on the leadership team, but just have leaders rise up and um, obey their calling, you know, that God has on their lives and just, you know, join us in, you know, making this vision 2025 a reality. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm excited to see that. Mm -hmm. Those are both part of my answer. (laughs) I love that so much. Um, I also just have a prayer for continued growth, right? Like that that we'll continue to see um, sort of even with that like obedience, like you said, people just like listening to that prompting to walk through the doors, you know, and whether that's that's a Holy Spirit prompting like internally or your mom asking you every day or every Sunday for, for years to come. Um, just to come through the doors and be here, right? Like to experience that community, to see, to see like what um, stepping up as a leader in the church looks like. Um, and I really want to, um, I've been talking to Cameron about this a lot, just like having lots more opportunities to serve hands-on, like both in the church, but um, in our community outside of, outside of, mm-hmm. outside of our walls here. Well, um, you know, I can say without, without any reservation and without blowing smoke at anyone that um, I have been, it's been one of the greatest honors and pleasures of my life um, to serve with you, to um, co-labor with you, to be your pastor, um, to be your friends. And I, um, I, can, I can think of no, no three people, uh, no, no, no three people that I would, that I think more highly of and love more dearly than you three. And um, the, just the words, just words of appreciation and, and, and thankfulness, um, obviously they, they pale, right? There's, 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 nothing, there's nothing that can be said to express my most sincere gratitude um, for all that you have done, um, all of the time you have spent, all of the mental and emotional and relational and spiritual like um, energy and pain and 
joy. Um, you, you have served so faithfully and you have served so well in a position and in a, in a job that is oftentimes lonely and misunderstood and so difficult. And so from the bottom of, from the bottom of my heart, and I, and I trust as an expression of, of Conduit's heart as well, um, we just thank you so much for all that you have done. You now have the second Tuesday of every month off. You don't have to come to any more meetings <laughs> on any Tuesday, on any Tuesday nights any longer. Um, you know, I, we, like I said, they, there, there's no, there's no amount of appreciation that can be, that can be said, but um, we do have, we do have some small, some in compar comparatively small gifts for each of you. And it's not like Christmas where you got to open them all up in front of your whole family right now. You can, <laughs> you can open them later. Um, but these, uh, these are for each, and that's for you, Jake. Um, this is for you, Sally, uh, and for Jessica. And um, we just, we just want to say um, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Well done. Thank you for sharing your heart with us. Um, this morning. Uh, I think what I would like to do is, uh, if you're on the leadership team, currently on the leadership team, if I could get you to um, come up here um, and I want to pray, I want to pray over you three as well, but then what I'm going to do is we have three new members of the leadership team coming, for, or coming on as well, and so we'll pray for these guys um, and then we're going to pray for them as well, the new, the new people that are coming on, um, just that they would continue to make um, faithful and good, good discerning spiritual decisions for the church. So if you both previous and, or both current and future members of the leadership team, if you could come, come up. Can I just say one more thing before sure. you, while this is yeah. happening? I just want to mention how grateful I am to have a leader and a pastor like Cameron Leinhart. It's been, I'm sure you all agree. <laughs> and also a shout out to Sherry Leinhart because behind every good man, there's a good woman. Oh yeah, a great woman, yeah. Okay, so we have on the leadership team, and we're missing Todd. Todd, yes, Todd Llewellyn is home um, with his wife and uh, daughter Brooke, so he's not with us this morning, but Todd is a current member of the leadership team. Um, and then uh, current, also current members of the leadership team are these three in the middle right here, Jake, Staley, Carol, Majak and Pete Johnson. Um, and then I'll introduce you to the new members here in just a minute. But um, let's, uh, if we can pray over, and you can extend your hands in um, also in prayer, or 
Um, if you want to come up and grab a hand, you can do that as well. Um, but <laughs> come on up. <laughs> Gracious Heavenly Father, I thank you for um, these three people here, for Jake, for Sally, for Jessica. Lord, in all that they have um, labored for, in all that they have um, sought to do, the decisions that they've made and the time that they have spent and given, Lord, um, Father, I ask as their pastor, <laughs> that you would overwhelmingly bless them. Lord, that your favor would, um, would pour out on, on them and their families, their, their children, their spouses. Lord, everything that their hands touch, I pray, Lord, that you would give them um, success and favor. Lord, we thank you that in their leadership, we have seen what it is like to lead with humility and service and tenacity and endurance and perseverance. And Lord, we honor them as, as, their, as their family. And we pray, Lord, um, we pray, Lord, that that heaven is, is joining with us this morning in a, in a chorus of thankfulness and gratitude, Lord, for all that they have done, but even more importantly than what they've done, we thank you for who they are. We thank you for what they have brought to your church, what they have brought to our own lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so they're coming off. They're, they're getting kicked off, right? Um, but, um, okay, thank you. <laughs> but, um, but we have three new people coming on. We have Matt Baglia over here. Yeah, Jill, Jill Moore here in the middle. And, uh, and Rachel Mistretta. Um, and um, we're, we're honored to have them, excited to have them, um, and going to be asking a lot of them, as we, as we already have. And so I want you to see them. So I want you to see all of these people um, because it's important that you, that you know who you are praying for. Um, and it's important that you know um, that we, it's important that you know that we need your prayer. I, I'm, I'm so serious. Like, we need your prayer. We need you to pray for us. We need you to pray for us. Um, we need you to believe and trust that we, we're, we, we make decisions that, that we seek the Lord on and that we, that we earnestly believe that God is like, asking us to make and that, um, and that we work really hard. 
And, and we do it um, not because we get paid to do it. One of us gets paid to do it. But, um, but because these people, right? These people, they do it because they love the Lord. And they love his church. And, and, they, and they believe in the, in the mission and the vision that, that God has given to Conduit and that the, the purpose and place that, it, that Conduit has in the city and, and, and that is why they give and that is why they serve and that is why they, they, they like pour themselves out. So pray for them, encourage them, support them, hold us to a high standard um, and, and like let's link arms and do it, right? Um, so we want to pray for Rachel, Jill, and Matt as they come on um, the team. Mask so we don't get the Facebook comments. <sighs> Heavenly Father, we pray your blessing, your presence, your wisdom, your spirit in abundance over Matt, Jill, and Rachel. Lord, that as they, as they join the leadership team this year, that you would, um, you would bless them. Lord, that the, that the task of leadership, the call of leadership, would be a burden, but it would be a holy burden. A burden that they carry not um, in not with bitterness or regret, but a burden that they carry with responsibility and joy and pleasure. Lord, I pray that you would give them an increasing portion of wisdom that they would, that they would be so afraid that they would run to you in prayer about every decision that has to do with your church. Lord, because we know that we, we are dealing, Lord, with eternal things here. We are, we, we are handling things that are, that are holy and precious to you. Lord, the church is your bride, and you love your bride. And so, Lord, we pray that as as these people, all of these people on the stage this morning, Lord, as they, as they endeavor to make decisions that glorify and honor you and that care for your bride, Lord, that you would um, over and again give them an abundance of wisdom, discernment, um, and faith. We thank you, Lord, for their willingness to serve. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You guys can have a seat. Thank you so much. Okay, so we're, uh, we'll invite the worship team um, back up. And um, I will say also that, you know, um, while we do, while we do add.
people to the leadership team every year. Um, we also, we, we, we don't add them just in like um, at the end of the year or the beginning of the year, so to speak, you know. Uh, we could really, our, our organizational bylaws, they really, they give us the freedom to add people to the leadership team at, at any time during the year. And um, I will say that we, we continue to um, pray over the next people who will be coming on the team. And we have several people that we're currently praying over right now. And, it, and if you feel, if you earnestly feel like the Lord is impressing upon you or, or calling upon your heart to offer yourself to serve on the, on the leadership team, um, I'd love to talk to you about that. Or uh, you can talk to anyone that's currently on the leadership team about that. And um, there is a pretty long, not, not a long, there's a discernment process and a, a prayerful process that is that we go through together to determine, like, is this something that God is calling you to? And are you the best fit? And are we the best fit? And all of that. So this is not an invite-only club. It's not a club at all. Um, if you feel like God is calling uh, or, or impressing upon your heart to, to take part in that, um, please come see me. Please come see a member of the leadership team, and uh, we'll... We'll talk about what that means, okay? Uh, why don't you stand with me on uh, our pray us into worship, and then uh, we'll close in worship this morning. Heavenly Father, uh, we worship you. Uh, we praise you. Lord, we ask that your blessing... Um, would continue to fall heavy in this place. Lord, that, that your faithfulness would preserve us each day, but Lord, that it would also preserve us each week and each month and each year. And as we look back on the days, weeks, and months of our, of our years, Lord, we will see that you have always been faithful that you have never left us. We worship your son, Jesus. We lift him up. We declare his glory. In Jesus' name, amen.